And going a little farther, he fell on the ground and prayed that, if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Daughter, no matter if today is one of sorrow or one of joy, join us as we seek the Father's will with Jesus in the garden. Oh, hey there. Oh, hey. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? I, I'm doing great, Olivia. I'm doing I'm doing awesome. It's been a while. It's been a while. We haven't sat down to record in many moons. In many moons. Yes. Even though, so we did, um, as some of you guys know, we um, kind of soft launched our podcast um, about a, a month and a half ago, but... We actually had recorded that episode long, long, long before. ago, <laughs> and uh, honestly, really just took time to say, like, "Hey, Lord, is this something that you actually have for us? Is mm-hmm. this really something that um, you want us to put out into the world?" And um, seemed like a yes. Fi- finally came <laughs> to a spot. Olivia was there a lot longer than, than I was, but. <laughs> I was processing. <laughs> I was waiting for you to <laughs> come. <laughs> yes, but I finally made it. And um, good things. yeah, so now um, we are um, in the summer. Yes, we are in summer. As, as we're recording this. So just to like start out today, Olivia, I would love to hear like when you think of summer, like what comes to mind? What are the things that you're like, mm. Mm, that is summer? Summer for me, especially once I got into college, is reading, reading, reading. And I think you and I are on the same path this summer. <laughs> yes, But this is me every summer. Um, it's usually like reading a fun book in a day, just because I can. I love that. Um, it's sitting outside and grilling with my family. We love, we love the grill. We love to sit outside and just so good. have family time outside. Um, this summer will look a little different. Uh, summer started with my sister getting married. Ayo! Woo! And so <laughs> life is going to look different in this season, and it's going to look like more alone time than I've had in a few summers. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to look like resting well, but inviting the Lord into that rest. Yeah. That's so good. What does your summer look like, Rachel? What does summer mean to you? Yeah. Um, I think... This is so silly, but the first thing that comes to mind when I think of summer, which I've been, like, craving this for so long. What is it? Orange creamsicles. Oh, (laughs) I was not expecting that. (laughs) Right? Just, like, popsicles that are, like, delicious, but I love, like, orange creamsicles. Why are you laughing at me right now? I I don't love (laughs) orange creamsicle popsicles. I can drink, like, an orange... Like creamsicle thing, mabobber, like an orange, orange cream soda. Julius, no, is what I've we never had refer- one of those. Okay, well, Maybe our we summers clearly look different. <laughs> they look a little different. <laughs> no, I uh, okay. I actually, this is like a shout out um, to uh, Freedom Street Social up there in Arvada. <laughs> is that where we went together? That is where we went. They, Yummy place. There Great is queso. this like yes, the queso is really good. It's like one of those like food court things, um, but like <laughs> elevated fancy food courts. Olivia's 
like looking at me right now like why are we talking about this on the podcast i do enjoy it (laughs) talk about food more well olivia and i we went um i don't know like a few months ago and there's this shaved ice place oh oh now i know what we're talking about (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. and I don't even know what the shaved ice place is actually called in Freedom Street Show Social, but it's like the yummiest. It's really good. It's like the creamiest ice, like soft serve ice cream I've ever had. I does it beat Chick Fil A? Yeah. Wow. I know. Oh my goodness. So, anyways, so uh, that's a plug. If you're in the Denver area, go to Freedom Street Social. Tell them Rachel. No, just kidding. <laughs> Rachel and Olivia sent you because they definitely know who we are after our one visit. We are not sponsored by them. So I know that that's what this sounds like, but that was just a free plug for Freedom Street. So besides an orange creamsicle popsicle, what is summer for Rachel? I also just think like slowing down is um, a big theme of it. And um, summer's honestly like are pretty inconsistent for me, but my hope and my goal for this summer is just like, um, to just be like living a really slow, consistent, steady lifestyle, um, and just to enjoy like the gifts of summer. Um, it is my goal to sit out by the pool, like multiple times a week. Incredible. Reading books, doing work, hanging out, playing cards, like all that kind of stuff. Ooh, card games in the summer is the best. Yeah. So... So that's um, kind of my charge to our listeners today that, especially if you're listening uh, when this podcast is released and it's the beginning of summer for you, uh, we just want to encourage you to like take a minute, um, even today, to pause and say, what do I want from this summer? Mm-hmm. Um, so often we let... Um, seasons of time pass us by without intentionally thinking about them and then when we get to the end of them we realize how much maybe we missed or how many opportunities just um, slipped past us and so I just want to encourage you like don't let that happen to you this summer and Mm. um, allow summer to be a time to put in like really slow rhythms into um, your life and um, we see so much of the world around us living in the quickest pace possible. Mm-hmm. And I really don't believe that that's how like the Lord designed us to live. Um, and so we have to choose to live differently. Um, we have to choose um, to hit the brakes, to slow down. And um, especially for the CCU girls listening, there's this lie <laughs> that we believe that a once school is done, my life will slow down. (laughs) And then you start your first job. And then you say, you know what? The first job is just crazy. My life will slow down once, you know, I move to this other state. Okay. And then you move to to a new job, you know, whatever. Life isn't going to slow down then. But but then you tell yourself, you know what? When I start a family, (laughs) that's when my life is going to slow down. And I can assure you that when you start a family, life will do the opposite of slow down. And, mm-hmm. and so I just say that, um, that we have this expectation that somehow like life magically becomes like what we hope and dream it will be um, and in these slow rhythms, but that's not how it works. So um, I just like encourage anyone listening today, like make that choice right now, make mm-hmm. that choice today. 
um, to choose some slow moments in your life. Choose some life-giving things. Do a puzzle. Get off Instagram. Like, it, don't let it be watching TV or watching movies. Not that those things are bad, but choose life-giving things. Pick up a new hobby. Embroider. Go play pickleball. Small things like that that um, just really, like, take moments. Go on drives. Go on walks. Um, to, to take note around you of, of what God is doing and, and his slow presence in the midst of it all. I love that. And I, and I was chit-chatting with a friend as summer started and just really was encouraged by them to invite the Lord into those moments of slowing down and into moments of rest. Like when you go on a drive, like invite the Lord to come with you and talk with him. Yeah. And when you're going on a walk or as you're sitting and you're you're learning a new hobby, productively listen to like a new podcast that'll teach you something or um, like the garden like podcast. the garden podcast. Have you heard of that one, Olivia? I hear oh my gosh, good. that's so funny. But <laughs> I think the Lord wants to be a part of your rest this summer. He wants to be a part of your slowness. So as you um, hopefully slow down, yeah. invite Him to join you in the journey. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Olivia, there's no smooth transition, never, from talking about summer to diving into our book. But um, we are going to start today with, drum roll please. (laughs) Oh, that was so bad. Wait, I need to try again. I need to try again. That was so bad. Okay, ready? (laughs) That's as good as you're going to get. That was our attempt at a drum roll. As you as you all guys already know from literally the title of this episode, we are going to dive into Philippians. Ooh, let's go. Um, and uh, we're just going to kind of work through this pretty slowly. Um, just as we said, a slow summer. We're going to slowly crawl that's through right. Philippians. Literally. Um, and I just want to say, like, uh I'm going to say the opposite of what you would usually want to say when you're about to dive into something like this. Um, but um, usually you listen to a podcast because somebody's like the expert in something. Because somebody's like... Or like a TED Talk. Yeah. Like they know everything mm-hmm. about like what they're talking about. Like they know all the things. And like that's why you listen to the experts. Um, I just want... Like I really just want to start out by saying like... We're not the experts. No, absolutely not. And that's actually like why we're doing this because we want to show women and we want to help women walk through what it means to read their Bible. Like you don't have to be an expert to read your Bible well. And while Olivia and I do have a little bit of formal academic training when it comes to reading uh, the Bible, um, really we're we're novices we're we're still newer to this ourselves Mm -hmm. um and so we just want to encourage you that um everything that we're doing everything that we're talking about like this is something that you can do on your own um Mm -hmm. and we hope that you're just really encouraged by that that to dive deep into the word of god you don't have to be an expert at it absolutely and as we start philippians (laughs) We're not going to start in Philippians today. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to take it all the way back to Acts 16 because we need some context of this church in Philippi before we dive into who Paul is addressing in this letter. So, Rachel, what happens in Acts 16? Do you remember? Um, 
Yes. I do remember. <laughs> good, 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 good. So Paul, he goes to Philippi, which, if you guys mm-hmm. didn't know it, Philippians, that's like the church in, in Philippi. Philippi. Yep. yep. Exactly. Good stuff. And um, as he is in Philippi, um, kind of the first person that he comes across is um, described as a God-fearing woman. And her name is Lydia. Mm -hmm. And um, she listens and she hears what Paul has to say. And she is the very first convert in the church. Let's go, Lydia. Yeah. Olivia, what do you, what's like the significance of Lydia? I love that upon Paul's arrival in this new city, the first convert is a woman. Um, And I think just continually through scripture, we see in the New Testament, especially women being elevated and we see them as women who fear the Lord and who are seeking the gospel, seeking the truth. And that's what Lydia was doing. And not only was she converted, but her whole household came to know the Lord. She invited Paul and Silas into her house. And she she was the launcher, maybe, of this hospitality that is in the city of Philippi that we'll even see more so in the book of Philippians. Yeah. And, And I, yeah, just, like, really going off of that, this is a, like, when Paul is in Philippi, this is a time and culture where women aren't valued. And so the fact that there is a woman who is recorded as the first convert in Philippi, it just shows, one, how much Paul valued women, but greater than that, it shows how much God values women. Mm -hmm. And um, every woman, like, listening to this podcast right now, like, I want you to hear that. Like, Mm -hmm. God sees you, and God values you, and God wants to know you. Mm -hmm. But more than that, God wants to use you in great ways. Because that's what Lydia does. Lydia not only is converted herself, but she is like the catalyst to conversion mm-hmm. for her entire household. Yep. Oh, so good. And then as they talk to Lydia, then she comes to the Lord. And then we see Paul and Silas in prison. We also see a slave girl who is demonically possessed and that. Paul casts out the demon in her, which is also just a crazy story. And then while Paul and Silas are in jail, they're singing hymns. And then we have the jailer converted. We have two conversions in, I don't know, like 20 verses. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we just like go back here because this is like the start of the church in Philippi. Mm -hmm. This... um, is where we start in our context because it helps us to see like first of all the church in philippi is fairly new as as paul is writing to them like he was there at at the start of the church in philippi um and now we're gonna dive right into paul's letter to his friends over in philippi should we just read it i feel like we should read it as we go what do you think i love it Okay, I'll start with verses 1 and 2. So it says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Woohoo. Okay, these verses seem like pretty, pretty simple, but Olivia, what's 
the significance that that you see here oh well i'm so glad you asked (laughs) usually when i start a letter in the new testament there's three questions i like to ask in these short little greetings and i want to ask who's the sender who are the recipients and then what is the greeting itself so i love to just do that little categorization and so here we have our senders paul and timothy who also say they are servants of Christ Jesus. They're not putting themselves at this really high status or anything, which is I think is important. Yeah. And then our recipients are saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi with overseers and deacons. So I loved, we were talking about this before we even started. Um, we love that Paul calls them saints, but the reason they are saints is because they are in Christ Jesus. Yeah, amen. They could not be saints apart from Christ Jesus, but... Now that they are in Jesus, they are saints, no longer sinners. Um, so it's sent to those, the just the body of the church, but then it's also sent to the church leadership, the overseers and the deacons. Um, and then the greeting itself is grace and peace. And I love this here because when I was studying it more, we see this theme of peace and grace throughout the letter. But we also see that Paul is reminding the church in Philippi that Grace and peace are active gifts in the life of a believer. These are active things that you can take today. So I loved something I was reading in a commentary. It was like, be consumed by grace. Indulge Mm -hmm. in the grace. Um, So I love that Paul just right before he starts his actual letter, he says, remember the active gifts of grace and peace for you. Yeah. I also like, uh, this is not unique to Philippians. There are many other letters in the New Testament that are similar to this, but I also just love, like, I wish we used this more as a model of how we communicated with one another, like, even Mm. now. Even as we're sending text messages, sending emails, or, like, uh, like briefly greeting each other, or, like, sitting down for coffee, like, I I think that um, Paul just provides a, a beautiful model of, like, hey, as we're, like, greeting each other, let's remind each other what is of the utmost importance. Hmm. Let's focus on those things as well. How would you practically do that, Rachel? That's a really awesome question, Olivia. Um, I think, like, specifically in these one, uh, in, in Philippians here, talking about, like, grace and peace, I think that there's a way that we can live our life that's full of grace and peace. Mm-hmm. Um, our communication to e- to each other, like, even in times when maybe we're upset with a friend, maybe uh, we're annoyed by <laughs> our boss at work, like, having our communication still reflect a sense of grace and peace, even when we mm-hmm. have to communicate hard, hard things. Because trust me, Paul is going to communicate some hard things mm-hmm. <laughs> in this letter here. Yep. And so um, to start out with a tone of grace and peace in everything that we're doing. Um, and also just like the idea of preaching the gospel to ourselves, I think is really powerful. Of Yes. <laughs> Love that. Say more. <laughs> <laughs> like what if we, what if we just like more naturally preached the gospel to each other, even though like mm. we know our friends who are believers even if we know that they know the gospel, there's still power in that. Mm. Like, what if every prayer before a meal, like, the focus was on the gospel? What if we thanked um, Jesus for the cross, even as we're just, like, about to sit and have a meal in, mm. in community with with others? And, and I just think, like, yeah, this greeting here 
um, reminds us to reorient ourselves on um, on the gospel and on Jesus Christ in all of our communications. That's so good. Yes, if, if you keep listening to the podcast, you'll hear me and Rachel talk about how we think the gospel is so important, not just as like the launching pad that we start on and then we leave behind as we mature in faith, but it's really this platform that we stay on forever as we are maturing. If we don't have our feet grounded in the gospel, we can't grow in sanctification. Yeah, that's yeah, so good. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Do you want to read our next verses? I would love about? to. I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you, always praying with joy for all of you in my every prayer because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Indeed, it is right for me to think this way about all of you because I have you in my heart and you are all partners with me in grace, both in my imprisonment and in my defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness how deeply I miss all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. I pray this, that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment so that you may approve the things that are superior and may be pure and blameless in the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Can we just get an amen? That's so good. Amen. Amen. Love it. Olivia, what sticks out to you? Oh, so many things. Um, I, I think, as I think back to the hospitality that Lydia shows in Acts 16, and I think about this hospitable and almost intimate language that we're hearing from Paul here that, like, like my Bible says how I yearn for all of you, like, and how yours is like, I deeply miss y'all. Um, that's the that's Southern the, way to say yeah. it, I guess. That's the exact translation, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Sorry, it's the Alabama in me. Oh, goodness. Um, but just, and two, how I hold all of you in my heart and how my prayer is that your love may abound more and more. I think about just people who are in relationship with period, having a connection with them like this, where you could sit down and be like, oh my goodness, I thank the Lord for you in my prayers. And I, mm-hmm. I just, I pray that your love is abounding more and more. Um, And I think Paul is modeling that for us really well to have that intimacy and that deep connection, just as he has with the Philippians. Um, Olivia, this like, this feels like really lighthearted. Like Paul is like giving thanks for the Philippians. Like he must be in a really great place in life. Oh my goodness. Absolutely not. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Well, it, and he even reminds us here. Oh, so glad we're bringing in the context of he's in prison. Yep. <laughs> and this letter is the happiest of Paul's letters. Yeah. Which is funny because it is one of the prison epistles. Um, and while he's in prison, he is defending the gospel in prison. And he is defending it in this letter to the Philippians. But he's so joyful and he's so lighthearted and I think it's just a great reminder continually that rejoicing and um and being prayerful for your people and all those things are not dependent on your circumstances 
Amen. Like, loving people well and rejoicing in Christ is not dependent on what your life is looking like at present. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. And uh, I bring that up. We're going to, we'll dive way more into that in uh, the next section specifically of Philippians because there's so much more with that. But I just think it's like really important to recognize that in this Thanksgiving and prayer, um, like Paul recognizes this really basic truth that we don't have to have good circumstances to praise the Lord. We don't Mm -hmm. have to be um, in any certain area or certain place in our life to, um, be able to give Thanksgiving. Like we can have gratitude and we can be thankful no matter where we find ourselves. Hmm. That's so good. Even this summer, like use that as an application for you. Yeah. Whatever situation you went back home to as you left school, or if you stayed local and you're away from family and, and a lot of friends have gone back home, um, despite the circumstances, find time to sit and be prayerful for your people, find time to rejoice in the Lord, and find those slow moments like we were talking about at the beginning. Yeah. And also, like, be encouraged by this. One of my favorite parts of this mm-hmm. section that we just read, Paul says, with absolute confidence and absolute certainty, he says, I am sure of this, mm-hmm. that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And I, I just want to say, like, what, how would our lives look different if we actually lived like we believed this? Hmm. If we actually lived like we had confidence that the work that God has, like, started in us and even, like, big picture greater than us, like, hmm. the story of the church, like, if we really believed that God was going to carry that on to completion— in what ways would our lives look different? How, how would we, like, live different if, like, we really, truly mm. believed that? That's so good. I also, I really love verse 9 here um, into verse 10. Um, that your, I, I, yeah, I keep coming back to this. That your love may abound more and more with knowledge and discernment. I think those are very important things. I, I think you're your love abounds more and more as you're dwelling in the knowledge of Christ, as you're knowing him more. And Paul's going to keep bringing up that theme of to know Christ in this letter. Um, And especially in chapter three, we'll see that a lot, but also using discernment, like love abounds more and more when we are using the knowledge and discernment from, from the Lord. Um, Yeah. And then he says, so you may approve what is excellent and be pure and blameless. So that, like, connects to chapter 4 in this, where Paula says to think on things that are pure and lovely. And um, I think that's where our love can abound more and more, is when we are thinking on things pure and blameless, uh, which we'll see later. That's so good. I love that you brought that up. That definitely is also one of my favorite application points from this section of scripture that um, I have written in my Bible here, that knowledge and love grow together. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really, I believe that Philippians, um, there's so much in Philippians that speaks to the cultural moment that like we are living in right now. And Philippians is uh, like the, the letter as a whole is just there's so much application to our generation and and where we're at right now but I think so often we separate knowledge and love and Mm -hmm. what Paul reminds us is that knowledge and love 
they they go together and um, they're needed mm-hmm. together um, because we can be intellectually smart, but if we are lacking love, then mm-hmm. we're missing something. And in the same way, we can be the most loving people in the world, but if we're lacking knowledge of Christ, then we're missing the point. Mm-hmm. And not only lacking knowledge of Christ, but lacking knowledge of knowing people around us that we're trying to love. Yeah, amen. That's uh, great. I I think often this culture that we're in, as you were talking about how this so speaks into it, we are a culture and a generation that is desperate for love, and we're looking for it in all the wrong places. Yeah. Which is tough to hear, but we're looking for gratification and we're looking for love and approval and acceptance in so many other arenas. And what if we looked for love in knowing Christ more and knowing our people more? Like, we would love better if we knew Christ better. It's easier to love someone when you know more about them. And the more you know about Christ, the better he gets. (laughs) Yeah. With people, sometimes it's hard. The more you know, like, you see some of the not-so-happy things. But I think even when you see some of those darker things or those harder things, I think you love people more the more real they become to you. Yeah. And it's just like Jesus. The more he becomes real to you, he's not just someone living in the pages of Scripture. When you know him, it's easier to love him. Yeah. That's great. I I have written in my notes just this idea of, like, discerning love. That, Mm -hmm. like... Um, we want a discerned love apart and not like an undiscerned love. And I actually wrote down um, some examples of like cultural things that I think we see that um, just like show like that, like we don't understand this, that this isn't something that like we value Mm -hmm. right now. Um, The TV shows Love is Blind, (laughs) Married at First Sight, even like the those things are wild (laughs) yes but like this is like a very popular phenomenon Mm -hmm. that we have right now of this idea of just like this quick romance or this like um just wanting to like fall in love instantly like Mm. that i i just think like misses the point of of what love is and and i think that exactly what you were saying olivia that knowledge and love have to go together like we have to know our people in order to really love them um but i also um kind of my final encouragement from this section um Mm. is that yes love and knowledge have to go together um but verse 11 then goes on to say yes filled (laughs) with the fruit of righteousness that comes through jesus christ to the glory and praise of god Mm. that this isn't on our own merit. This isn't out of our own strength that no. love and knowledge go together. Um, fruit, we know from John 15, um, I am the true vine, is what mm-hmm. Jesus says. Fruit comes only from abiding within Christ. Mm-hmm. That it's only when we're abiding within Christ that fruit is is there that fruit can be produced and so that fruit of righteousness it comes only through jesus christ Mm -hmm. to the glory and praise of god olivia i would love to hear if you have any ideas like practically what does that look like like Mm -hmm. if we're wanting to increase our love and our knowledge like what um what do we do to abide in christ so that our Mm -hmm. fruit um can be produced do you have any ideas I have so many thoughts. I love that you brought this up, and I love that you brought up abiding in Christ. 
it's kind of funny. I was even just this morning, I'm going through the Gospels this summer, and today in Mark, I was in 11, where Jesus curses the fig tree. Mm. And the reason he curses the fig tree is because it's not bearing any fruit. Um, but it's interesting because this tree had leaves, so it was professing like it had fruit, but it was fruitless. Yeah. And then we see, like, Jesus will go into the temple and curse those in the temple. And it was those who professed to have fruit, those who were dwelling in the temple, but were lacking fruit. Um, and I just had, like, a little note written in my Bible. Of, God isn't pleased when his people are all leaves and no fruit. <laughs> Which yeah, is, I love that. was just, like, silly. But I was thinking about it even for myself today. Like, Lord, don't let me be a person that empty emptily like proclaims that I have fruit or puts on a display like I have fruit and I'm not biting in you yeah um and so what does abiding in him look like abide in his word first and foremost yeah we have such a great gift in his word that some people in our world don't even have access to a lot of women still don't have access to the word of God what a privilege that we like, you and I are sitting here with our Bibles open today. Yeah. Um, so abide in this word. Something that I found when I was studying Philippians earlier in the school year was continue to ask questions of the text. Yeah. Ask the Lord questions when you're confused. Go go searching in commentaries. We love the Enduring Word commentary, and it's yes. free. Go go look in there. Yeah. Um, ask a trusted mentor. Just... Um, really dig in, really feast upon the word of God. Don't just read it and glance at it, but sit in it and camp in it. Yeah. I I just, sorry to interrupt you, Olivia. I I just want to like really pull that out there. Like our God is a God of questions. Like when we Mm -hmm. go and we look at Jesus's communication, so much of how Jesus communicates is through questions. And Mm -hmm. so if you have questions about God, if you have questions about the word of God, that is okay. Like our God Mm -hmm. welcomes those questions. It breaks my heart when I hear people say that they feel like they they can't ask questions. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we just want to say, Olivia and I do, that if you have questions, it's okay. And this is a place that you can bring them. Like reach out to us, um, like whether it's through Instagram, if you know us personally, if you go, if you're a woman at CCU, um, find our emails. Like we would love to um, help you with this. If you have questions, this is a place where you can bring your questions. Absolutely. And I think there's a lot in this book that I know me and Rachel too will sit down and have to ask questions of the text too. So know that you're not alone too, as you Mm -hmm. ask questions. I think so often we can feel like we're asking questions in private and like no one else has a problem with what we're reading or no one else is confused, but know that we too, as we take you along this journey in Philippians, we too will be asking questions of the word of God. Um, And along with feasting in the word of God, enjoy community with God's people. If if you don't have a church that you're plugged into, go plug into a church and really invest in the people of the church. We don't just go to church on a Sunday and then we leave um, just hearing a message. But we, I often find when I go to my church, I, I, the people are what encourage me. Um, I mean, Rachel, I can plug our own churches if you're in the Denver area, but I go to Wellspring Church and we do a lot of liturgies in our service. And I find often that some weeks when I feel really weak and like I can't proclaim these truths as we are in service, hearing the people of God proclaiming truth over me is really powerful. 
and it's really encouraging. So if you're not in a community where you are encouraged in heart, united in love, as our little motto at Women's Ministry is, find a church, find people or a home group or something where you are encouraged in heart and united in love. Yeah, that's great. I am... yeah, just a, another encouragement. Um, yeah, so I go I go to Storyline Church um, in Arvada, um, and it's 10 minutes down the road from Freedom Street Social. Do you remember that? Oh, I so you can go to church, and then you can go get an orange creamsicle. Exactly. I don't have that right by my <laughs> church. We have a good coffee shop, but okay, it's not open on Sundays. Oh, that's sad. I know. Tough. Anyways. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so, so, uh, yeah, I attend Storyline and even something that our pastor, uh, JT English was saying this week is that, um, there are no examples of believers in the New Testament who aren't plugged into their church. Wow. I know. Um, and so I like allow that to be an encouragement to you. If you're not plugged into a local church, don't, uh, don't be, um, discouraged by this conversation, be encouraged by it. Mm-hmm. Um, like go find a church, um, go, go be somewhere. And, and I just encourage you go without a consumer mindset. Don't yep. go with the mindset of like, Hey, what can I get from this? I'm just here to listen to a sermon. Go with the mindset of like, how can I contribute to mm-hmm. this body? How can I contribute to the body of Christ? And within that is where you will find, um, community. And yes, I completely agree, Olivia, like, um, the, the, bridegroom of christ is the church Mm -hmm. like we that's where we need to be pouring into that's where we need to find our community and find our people so good do you have any more thoughts on this whole big chunk of a section before we kind of wrap it up you know i think just to summarize honestly Mm -hmm. a lot we've talked about so much today um but just to summarize like no matter what circumstance you're in, you can give thanks to God. You, mm-hmm. you, can, you can praise God and, and you can pray for your people. Um, you can lift up the people around you. Um, we can have confidence that um, what God has started within us, that, that he will bring to completion um, on the day of Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we're doing this, as we're fi- figuring this out, as we're growing in love, and in knowledge, um, abide in Christ and, and do it with others around mm-hmm. you. Um, I know we talked about a lot, but that's what my summary of today would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Olivia, how about you? Anything, any last words? I think my encouragement just for the summer is take heart, daughter. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever your summer looks like right now, whatever it will look like by the time you're getting back at school, um, and all the things in between, just as we encouraged you at the beginning to slow down and and spend time with the Lord, invite him into slowness and stillness and rest and all of the things that make summer summer for us at least. Um, Yeah, be encouraged. And I love in verse seven, Paul encourages us again, um, you are all partakers with me of grace. So just a reminder for your heart that you are a partaker of grace and of peace and live that out for others as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, as you guys can tell, we are really going to move slowly through uh, this book of Philippians, but we think that there's so much um, power in that. So um, tune in next week where we will hopefully finish Philippians 1, but at this pace, we'll see. I don't know. (laughs) 
But there's uh, just so much um, here that we want to share with you, so much here that we want to talk um, with you guys about. Um, but thanks for spending this time with us, ladies. Thanks for um, diving into the garden. Uh, may the Lord bless you. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.